I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, my name is Terrence. I'm 23 years old and I'm studying business administration in college. My life used to be pretty simple, or so I used to believe. I had friends and family and everything was normal. Until one day, nothing was the same. Everything in my life turned into pure chaos. I'll tell you how, but before that, don't forget to subscribe to the channel to show your support to me. So, let's jump into the story now. I was brought up and raised by my father. My mom had left us when I was very young, and ever since then, Dad was the only person I knew in the name of family. I was pretty lonely as a kid, so I didn't have much friends either, except for one person. Her name is Lucia, and she has been my best friend for as long as I have known. Actually, Lucia is completely opposite of me when it comes to our nature. She is bold and outgoing and mingles with people easily. I am reserved and shy and like to stay away from people in general. Lucia was the one who had approached me in middle school. In the beginning, I had found her really weird and tried to avoid her, but she was persistent. She never left me alone and followed me around until I agreed to be friends with her. I thought that she would get bored of me pretty quickly and leave herself, but I was so wrong. My view regarding Lucia completely changed when I started spending time with her. She was so kind and helpful and always tried her best to make me feel comfortable. She never forced me to talk to her friends or anyone and respected my boundaries. Eventually, she started growing on me and became a huge part of my life. I would have never imagined that I would actually enjoy someone's company and feel grateful for them. But here I was, so thankful that Lucia was friends with me. Our friendship prevailed through time, and we remained friends even after high school. At some point of time, Lucia's family moved, and oddly enough, they became our neighbors. Now, meeting Lucia was easier than ever. I used to spend more than half of my time at Lucia's place. Her mom seemed to like me too. Lucia's dad had passed away a long time ago, so she only had her mom. We were so similar in that aspect. Maybe that's why we understood each other better. One day, Lucia told me that she was going on a blind date with someone. I can't explain what I felt at that moment, but it was not a good feeling. I didn't want her to go. I'm doing it as a favor to my friend, you know, 
she said. I'm not keen on dating anyone right now, but she insisted that I should meet this guy, and I couldn't say no. She's helped me a lot in the past. Do you really have to go? I asked, trying to appear cheerful but failing. Why? Why do you look so down? Are you perhaps jealous? She teased me. Um, no, I quickly replied. I was just looking out for you. Good luck on your date. I spent the whole day in anxiety, wondering what was happening with Lucia and if her date went well. I was trying to deny it for a long time now, but it was a bit too obvious now. I clearly liked her, as more than just a friend. That is why the idea of her going on a date with some other guy didn't sit too well with me. I was waiting for her in front of her house when she came back late in the night. I was trying to think of some excuses as to why I was waiting, but when I saw her face, I forgot about that and rushed to her. She looked so down and defeated. Lucia, what happened? Are you okay? I asked in concern. That date was a disaster, she replied. I am never going on any date again. I scratched my head. Um, it's okay. You should go and... Terence, let me finish first, she cut me off. I am never going on a date again because I've realized who I like now. My eyes widened. You like someone? Yes. She didn't even hesitate in replying. I like you. I like you a lot. I don't know what I was doing all this time, but now I know where my feelings really lie. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Lucia liked me? Wait, did she like me as a friend? Was I misunderstanding something here? Before I could overthink any further, though, she leaned forward and kissed me, putting an end to all my doubts. Well, that happened. And I confessed to her, too. And you can guess the rest. We started going out. I couldn't be happier that I was dating my best friend. I was afraid that things would be awkward for us, or it would ruin the friendship we had. But now I had realized that none of it mattered. We both liked each other, and it was all that we needed. But things were going too smoothly for me now, and perhaps my life didn't like this. So it just had to throw in some tension. One day, I was a bit late to leave my college because I had some pending work that I had to complete that day, and I left it in my professor's office. It got way too late, around 9 p.m., and I rushed to the elevator. But I was in for a surprise when the elevator doors opened. Lucia's mom, Diana, was standing right in front of me, looking equally surprised. Oh, wow, Terrence, uh, what are you doing here so late? She asked. I got inside, letting the doors close behind me and faced her. I had to complete a pending assignment. If I didn't turn it in today, then I would have lost my grades. Oh, I see, she nodded. I was here to meet a friend of who is a staff in this college. I was about to ask her who she was talking about when suddenly I was thrown forward with a jerk and the elevator came to a stop. I stabilized myself and glanced at Diana to make sure that she was okay. She was standing against the wall, breathing heavily. Looks like something went wrong, I said, standing up straight. I have the security guard's number. Let me call him. No, please, I am scared. Diana suddenly grabbed my hand. What is happening? Um, relax, I said. It looks like a technical fault. Let me inform the... Please don't leave me, Terrence, she said, clinging onto my shoulder. I'm not leaving. I just have to make a call. I said slowly. You don't have to be scared. She moved even closer to me now. It was just getting downright uncomfortable. I tried removing her hands from my shoulder, but she had such a tight grip. Terrence, do I make you uncomfortable? She suddenly asked. Uh, 
I glanced around nervously because I didn't know how to answer that. Do you have any idea about the things I do to get your attention? She continued. To get closer to you? What the heck? Where did that come from? Sorry, uh, what are you saying? I asked, getting away from her. I'm saying that I like you, she replied. I don't know how you didn't realize this yet. I have been sending you hints for quite some time now, but guess you were distracted by my daughter. Are you serious? I exclaimed. Just listen to yourself. You sound ridiculous right now. I don't care, she said. I wanted to tell you for a long time, but Lucia was always around, and then the two of you started going out. I felt so helpless. So I had to make an opportunity to get you alone so that I could confess my feelings to you. Are you crazy? I cried. I'm dating your daughter. Do you just have no shame at all? I'm just testing my luck here, she shrugged. Do you like me? Of course not, I said without missing a beat. I like Lucia. You know that very well. Diana sighed. I know. That's why I had to find another way to get closer to you. What the heck does that mean? I asked. Did you do something? This woman was crazy. How could she just confess her feelings to me like that when she knew that I was dating her daughter? And she was freaking me out with the way she was talking. Now that I thought about it, she was just pretending to be scared a few minutes ago. She didn't want me to call the security guard. I'm soon becoming your family, Terrence, she said, smiling. And then, one way or another, we can be together. I was about to scream and yell when the elevator suddenly started again and stopped at the ground floor. I rushed out as soon as the doors opened. The guard was standing outside with a few technicians and tried to stop me, but I didn't listen to him and just ran away to get inside my car. I couldn't spend more time around that crazy woman. Next day, I was debating whether to tell Lucia or not. When my dad dropped some news on me, he was going to marry Lucia's mom. What the heck, Dad? I almost yelled. Are you kidding me right now? Dad gave me a frown. Why are you reacting like that? I never dated for years because I wanted to devote all my time to you. And now, when I have finally found happiness, you have a problem with that? Shouldn't you be happy for me? What exactly is your problem? My problem was that she was going to marry my girlfriend's mom. She would become my stepmom, and even worse, my future stepmom had a crush on me. She was playing with my dad's feelings. Now I understood what she meant when she said that she was going to be a part of my family. This was her plan? She was going to ruin all possibilities of Lucia and me ever being together, and she was making her way into my home. I didn't know if I could even tell Lucia. I knew that she loved her mom a lot, and there was no way that she would believe me. What could I do now? I was in a very difficult spot. Do you want to know the rest of my story? If yes, then please like and subscribe. I'll be able to make a part two if this video reaches 40,000 likes. I'm Sam. One night, my stepdad came home out of breath. Turn off the lights. They were following me, but I got rid of them. They can't find out where I live or else I'm done for. I turned off all the lights. My mom screamed, what's going on? Who are you running away from? Have you been gambling again? My stepdad shut her up by saying, keep your voice down. They'll hear you. These men are armed. 
Trust me, you don't want them to find me. He waited anxiously all night in the dark, listening to the sounds outside. Whenever a car passed by, our hearts started pounding. I'd never been so scared in my life. My stepdad Keith has a gambling problem. As usual, he lost all the money he had on him. Then he borrowed more money from the casino. He gambled that away as well. The owner of the casino said, You have one week. If you don't pay, you'll owe me twice as much. My stepdad couldn't pay it back. Months passed by. His debt kept going up. Eventually, the owner of the casino decided to take matters into his own hands. My dad died when I was 10. My mom was really lonely after that. She needed someone she could share her life with. She met Keith last year, but I knew he wasn't a good person the first time I saw him. I begged my mom not to marry him, but she wouldn't listen. She married him too quickly. And even though the marriage is failing, she still puts up with him because she's too scared of being alone. The next morning, I had to go to school because I had an important exam. I hadn't gotten enough sleep and I was feeling awful. During the exam, I put my head on the desk and fell asleep for a while. My teacher noticed and asked, What's going on, Sam? Are you sick? After the exam, my best friend Pete came to chat. You don't look good, bro. What's up? He said. I told him what happened the night before. He was concerned. This is really serious. In movies, when bad guys want to scare people who owe them, they say, If you don't pay, you won't see your family again. So it's not your stepdad who's in real danger. It's you and your mom, he said. Pete was right. It's impossible for him to come up with all that money to pay the guys. I need to protect my mom from them. But I don't know how I'm going to do that, I replied. Pete smiled. I owe you a lot. Now it's time for me to help you out. We're going to my place after school. I only need you to promise me one thing. Everything you'll find out will stay a secret between us. Deal? I was really intrigued. I nodded. Of course. You can trust me, I said. You might be wondering why Pete said, I owe you a lot, so let me tell you. Pete came to our school at the beginning of the year. Just like every other school, we've got bullies. They started picking on him because Pete was so short. They'd shout, Midget! whenever they saw him. Pete couldn't say anything back because he was afraid of them. We had just met. Once, they started picking on Pete while I was with him. But I taught those bullies a lesson that day. From then on, they kept away from us. Afterward, Pete always felt like he owed me, but I didn't expect anything in return since he was my friend. I'd never been to Pete's house. Which bus goes to your place, I asked. He smiled. We're not taking the bus. You're going to learn a lot of things about me today, he said. We walked three blocks until we stopped at a corner and started waiting. A gigantic SUV showed up and parked in front of us. The driver got off and opened the door. I got into the SUV. Turns out Pete's family was beyond rich. Why do you go to public school if you're so well off, I asked. Because my parents were worried that I'd be a spoiled little brat if I were friends with rich kids, Pete said. That's why they wanted me to go to public school. I agreed, so I played along. After a while, we arrived at a huge mansion. There were security guards everywhere. Pete said, my parents are traveling for work. Normally, I can't have friends over. Come on, I want to show you some wild stuff. You wouldn't believe me if I told you about all this. That's why I wanted you to see them for yourself. The mansion looked amazing. I still couldn't process the fact that my best friend was so rich. How do you make so much money? What did his father do for a living? Still stunned by the grandeur of Pete's house, he led me out the back door. There were lots of trees in the garden. Pete pointed to one of the trees. I looked at the tree he was gesturing towards, but I didn't get it. Pete (laughs) laughed out loud. Bro, look a little closer. Notice anything strange about these trees? 
I looked at the tree again. What? No way! That's impossible! I screamed. What I thought were leaves turned out to be money. As I moved in closer, I realized that they were all $100 bills. Then I looked at the other trees. They were full of money too. I turned to Pete and said, You're not pranking me, are you? Of course not! These are money trees, he said. These trees are the source of my family's fortune. More specifically, the leaves we pick from them, he replied. Soon after, we went to Pete's room. I couldn't help but start yelling in excitement. This is all at once the most ridiculous, unbelievable, and miraculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Pete said, actually, if you look at it, it's not a miracle. It's science. My dad's a botanist. He worked on this crazy project for 12 years and finally succeeded in engineering trees that can grow money. <laughs> then he took out a box. Inside were things that looked like nuts, but they were green in color. He took one out and offered it to me. What you're holding in your hand is a money plant seed. It grows up to six feet in only 10 days and yields $201 bills. You can think of the bills like fruit. If you don't pick the fruit, they'll ripen. Ooh. In 10 more days, $1 bills become $10 bills. Once 30 days pass, $10 bills mature to $100 bills. After harvesting all the bills in the tree at full maturity, you'll have $20,000. Then the cycle starts again. 10 days later, you get $1 bills. 20 days, you get $10 bills. 30 days, you get $100 bills, and so on. The numbers may sound confusing, but all you really need to remember is you can get $20,000 a month from one tree. That adds up to $240,000 a year. I was listening to him in shock. If I hadn't just seen the money trees, I would have never believed what Pete was telling me. Pete said, my dad gives me one money plant seed every birthday. That way I can grow my own money trees in the future. The seed I gave you is yours now. You can pay off your stepdad's debt with it. And thanks to the money tree, you can live all your life without worrying about money. I was so excited. This was such a big gift. I hugged Pete. I will never, ever forget this. I could never even dream to repay you, I told him. Pete's driver was going to drop me off at home. I said goodbye to my friend and got in the SUV. On the way, I started thinking about what I needed to do. First of all, I decided not to mention the money tree to my stepdad. If I told him, he wouldn't believe me anyway. But should I tell my mom? It made more sense to hide it from her as well for now. Maybe I can tell it down the line. My priority was to grow the tree and pay off my stepdad's debt with the first crop. When I came home, I found my mom and stepdad fighting. What difference does it make if you sell the furniture, my mom said. You're saying you owe them $10,000. You couldn't even get $1,000 for everything here. If we make $1,000 selling off the furniture, my stepdad shouted back, then the amount I owe goes down to $9,000. This is our problem. Everyone needs to chip in. Then he turned to me. Sam, you can't cruise anymore. You're going to quit school and start working. His tone grew more intense. You will give me every penny you make. I glowered back at him. I'll pay off your debt, I said coldly, but you need to ask for more time. Convince them to wait for one more month. Tell them that if they agree, you'll give them double, $20,000 instead of 10. My stepdad didn't take me seriously. What the heck are you on, kid? How are you going to come up with $20,000 in a month? He screamed. What else you got? I responded calmly, holding my ground. Besides, I'm not doing this for you, but for mom. 
He stared at me. He didn't believe me, but he obviously needed more time anyway. Okay, I'll go and talk to the guys. But if we can't put together 20,000 by next month, it's over. You will have to say goodbye to your mom. I went to my room without a word. Now I could see the real extent of Pete's generosity. Thanks to him, not only could I pay the debt, but I would also never have to work again in my life. After everyone went to sleep, I snuck out to the backyard. There was a gap between the tall garden fence and the house itself. I was sure that no one had been there in years. It was completely out of sight. I could grow the money tree here without anybody noticing. I turned on my phone's flashlight to find a good spot and planted the seed. Now, all I needed was time. The next night, I waited for everyone to fall asleep. I went down to check the tree. There was nothing. I was so stressed. I really wanted everything to go as planned. When I checked again in a week, I was so excited to see the little plant coming out of the seed. I took a picture and sent it to Pete. He immediately replied, Congrats, bro. You're the proud owner of a money tree now. That night, I dreamed of swimming in a pool of money until the morning. When I woke up the next morning, I had a huge smile on my face. When the 10 days were up, I was incredibly psyched. After making sure my mom and my stepdad were sleeping, I went out to the garden. When I turned on my phone's flashlight, the tree was illuminated. I almost screamed with joy. Just like Pete said, there was a lot of $1 bills on the tree. I was so happy that I couldn't stand still. I started dancing as if there was music playing. Just about then, I heard a noise behind me. What are you up to? I've been watching you for days. What are you so happy about? When I turned back, I saw my stepdad. I was shocked. I opened my mouth but couldn't speak. My stepdad was holding a big flashlight. He held it up to the tree. What's this? Why did you stick all this money on this tree? Then he lifted his hand up and grabbed one of the dollars. First, he looked at the tree, then to the money, and finally to me. He was wild-eyed. Is money growing on this tree? You better have an explanation for this. Tell me what's going on, he screamed. He had caught me off guard. I was in no shape to lie to him. Yes, this is a money tree. Don't pick from it anymore. It's only been 10 days since I planted it. That's why you see those $1 bills on the tree. In 10 more days, those $1 bills will become $10 bills. In 20 days, they will all turn into $100 bills. You can then pay off your debt with the $20,000 we'll end up harvesting in total. My stepdad Keith was looking at me in disbelief. Where did you get this seed? I can't tell you that, but know that we only have this one seed. This is our only chance to pay off your debt, I replied. Keith looked at the money on the tree. His eyes lit up. This is my house. So this is my tree, too. He paused for a tense moment. I'll wait ten days. We'll see if those ones on my tree turn to tens. If you're lying to me, boy, both you and your mom are out of my house for good. I could only imagine the evil things my stepdad was capable of. I had no choice but to go along with whatever he said. The next day, I told my mom what happened. Naturally, she didn't believe me. I went to the backyard to show her the money tree. My stepdad was there, sitting in a camp chair, drunk with happiness and greed, watching the tree. He stood up when he saw us. Looks like dreams do come true. I just hope I never wake up. This tree is going to make me a wealthy man. <laughs> he said, laughing out loud. Ten days passed. When I woke up that morning, I was so excited that I jumped out of bed. When I went to look at the tree, I was shocked. The $1 bills should have transformed into $10 bills. But there was no money on the money tree at all. I ran inside. 
My stepdad <laughs> sat counting all the money he'd collected from the tree on the kitchen table. He was in a good mood. You were right. I picked 199 $10 bills. He said, holding a single bill up to the light. Look at this. I still can't believe this grew on a tree. I was so mad at him. Why did you harvest them before they turned into $100 bills? He carefully collected a fat stack of bills and stuffed them in a small pocket of his satchel. There's something I need to do, and I needed some money to be able to do it. So I got some from my tree. It'll grow more anyway. <laughs> I still couldn't figure out what he was planning to do. Didn't the casino boss give you only a month? How are you going to pay off your debt to them now? The pocket in my stepdad's bag bulged crudely, barely holding the wad of money inside. What is this, an interrogation? He snapped. Enough! It's my tree! I can harvest my money whenever I want! I don't need your permission! His shouts echoed through the kitchen as he stormed off. He obviously had a plan, and that's why he'd collected the money so early. I knew Keith wasn't stupid. He was definitely after something, but I couldn't figure out what that was. I decided that I had to talk to Pete at once. When I called Pete, he was just as shocked that my stepdad had harvested the bills too soon. Bro, do you want to come to my place? I'm sending the driver over now. There was something that I was hesitant to do before, but I think now's the time to do it, he said. I realized what Pete had meant when I arrived at his family's estate. He was waiting for me at his doorstep, accompanied by someone I had never met before. The guy next to him smiled and held out his hand. Very nice to meet you, young man. I'm Pete's dad. My son always talks about you. But I didn't know he'd given you a money tree hmm? seed. The news from Pete this morning was quite a surprise, to be honest. Meanwhile, Pete was staring at his feet, a guilty look on his face. Pete's dad gestured towards the door. Pete rushed inside and I followed. After a long walk through several spacious rooms, we arrived in a grand hall. Pete's dad told us to sit. The tension hung heavily in the room. Pete's dad took a deep breath. The money trees were supposed to stay a secret. I'll be honest, I'm very disappointed by my son's actions. On the other hand, I'm aware of how much he cares for you. As you can see, Pete takes after me. I was often bullied at school for my short stature as well. Unfortunately, I didn't have a friend like you who could have protected me. So I understand Pete's motive. If I were in his shoes, I would have wanted to help my best friend too. Pete was relieved. He looked at his dad with a smile on his face. A smile his dad returned. Pete's dad continued, worry in his voice. If that were the only issue, everything would be fine. But regrettably, it sounds like things got out of hand. I'm sure your mother also means well, so I trust her. However, the fact that your stepdad knows about the money tree is a huge problem, so I have an idea to fix it. The staff here knows about the money trees, but they've each signed a non-disclosure agreement which prevents them from talking about it. I'm going to offer your stepdad $10 million in exchange for your money tree, on the condition that he signs the same agreement. Will you please take me to him? Pete's dad had found a reasonable solution. That amount was far more than Keith could ever harvest from a single money tree in his remaining lifetime. We got in the car and drove off. When we made it to our house, we were in for a surprise. Inside, we found my mom crying. She held me close. Between sobs, she managed to say, Sam, your stepdad left. I don't care about that, but he took the money tree with him. I didn't get it. We went out to the backyard. There was a huge hole where the tree had been. Pete's dad asked, Please tell us what happened. This was my mom's first time meeting Pete's dad. 
She looked at me hesitantly. Mom, you can tell him everything. Pete's dad created the money trees, I said, reassuring her. I was at work. Our next-door neighbor called upset about the noise coming from our backyard. I figured something was up, so I immediately came home. Keith had the tree removed with a backhoe. They were loading it into the truck bed when I arrived. I asked him what he was doing. We're done, he shouted. Don't look for me. To hell with you then, I shouted back. But that tree doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Sam. You can't just take it away. But he didn't listen. I'm so upset that I couldn't stop him. Sam was right all along. I never should have married that man. It finally made sense why Keith had harvested the money so soon. He needed it to move the tree somewhere else. More importantly, it would have been impossible for him to transport a tree full of bills, not if he wanted to keep it hidden. I turned to Pete's dad. What do we do now, I asked. Pete and his dad looked at each other for a few moments and burst out <laughs> laughing. My mom and I were flabbergasted. We had no idea what was so funny. <laughs> we don't need to do anything, Pete's dad said. It seems as though your stepdad has resolved the problem all by himself. When he realized we had no clue what he was saying, he began to explain. A money plant seed can only grow where it's planted. You can't transplant it. It's an issue I'm still working on, I simply can't figure out. If you disturb the seed, even a day after planting, the tree stops developing. Your stepdad is in for a real disappointment. That tree will never grow bills again. It's not a money tree anymore. It may as well be a husk of driftwood. That explains the laughter, I said. But he can still tell people that it was a money tree. Wouldn't that be a problem for you? Pete's dad put his hand on my shoulder. No problem at all, because no one would ever believe him. Would you have believed that a money tree existed if you hadn't seen it for yourself? If your stepdad tells anyone that the tree had once been full of bills, I can assure you that they'd laugh harder than us. Then he turned to my mom. I'm sure your husband will come back here once he figures out the tree is not growing any money. You can come with us if you like. Our home is certainly big enough. My wife will be happy to host the two of you, he said. We stayed with Pete and his family for a while until Pete's dad bought a house and gifted us two money tree seeds. We've been harvesting $40,000 from our money trees every month. I'm a millionaire now, and I owe this to my dear friend Pete. We hadn't heard from my stepdad since. We'd forgotten about him until one night I randomly came across him on the TV. The police had busted an illegal gambling ring. Keith was one of several witnesses. One of the reporters held a mic to Keith and asked him what he was doing at the casino. I owed a pretty big debt to the owner. When I couldn't come up with it, I was forced to work with him for 10 years. I've been a janitor here ever since then, he replied. It turns out all this time he'd been paying off his debt to the mob by working as a custodian. To be honest, I didn't feel sorry for him. Keith was a victim of his own greed, responsible and deserving of everything that happened to him. I'm Ricky. I jumped out of bed as soon as my phone alarm went off. I'd been consistently waking up at 2 a.m. to play Roblox until about 5 in the morning. Then I'd go back to bed and sleep until it was time for school. I was so sleepy during the day, but I would still wake up at night to play Roblox because I enjoyed it so much. One night, while playing Roblox in the dark in a total trance, the light in my room suddenly turned on. I got caught. I turned my head, shivering with fear. My parents stood in the doorway. My mom sounded disappointed. Honey, I can't believe it. Are you so addicted to your games that you have to sneak in the middle of the night? How long has this been going on? She asked. My dad was absolutely furious. Ricky, 
From now on, no more video games for you. You're not allowed anywhere near the computer. I'm confiscating your phone as well, he yelled. My parents had a right to be angry with me. To be honest, I was going crazy with Roblox. Over the next few days, my Roblox addiction started getting to me. I couldn't think of anything but Roblox. Please let me play for an hour after school, I pleaded with my parents. I promise I'll never play anything more than that, but they wouldn't listen. I begged them so much that my dad finally gave in under one condition. I had to do chores in exchange for time playing Roblox. An hour of helping earned me 15 minutes to play Roblox. This meant that I had to work four hours to play Roblox for just one. Sounds strict, I know, but what choice did I have? After getting home from school, I cleaned out the garage, mowed the lawn, and did a bunch of laundry. That hour of Roblox after work had never been so much fun. One day, my dad said, Since you've taken such good care around the house, I have an offer for you. You know that your grandma lives alone. How do you feel about earning more Roblox hours doing her chores? I always loved going to my grandmother's house. I'd take any excuse to see her more. I'd be happy to help out, I said. But I paused for a moment, thinking about how I could sweeten the deal. It takes a half hour to get to grandma's by bus. You've got yourself a deal if you count my time on the bus toward my chore time, I replied. <laughs> deal, my dad said laughing. I like this Roblox game. It definitely keeps you productive. <laughs> when I got to grandma's, I told her about my agreement with my dad. <laughs> Great, <laughs> she laughed. Actually, there's not much work to do in my house. You can do my grocery shopping, some minor chores, and sit and watch TV with me. The last part can be our little secret. <laughs> On the days I went to grandma's, I never felt tired. I'd quickly finish a few chores, and she'd make popcorn on the stovetop. Then the two of us would watch a movie on Netflix. Thanks to my grandma, earning Roblox hours was easy. One afternoon, while getting her groceries, I noticed that most of the items on her list were for me. I immediately recognized the ingredients for grandma's famous cinnamon rolls. She made them just the way I liked them when I got back. That day, as I was leaving, she said, Rent's due today. Do you mind heading to the ATM and dropping my rent at the front office? But then I'll have your card until my next visit. Are you sure you won't need it? I asked her. I've got everything I need here at home, thanks to you. Plus, I only use that card to get cash for the rent. You can keep the card and give it back to me next time you're here, she replied. I needed the password for the card to take out the money. I was surprised to find out that it was my birth year. Knowing Grandma had picked my birth year instead of any of her other grandkids made me proud. I had to ask why. Maybe it's because you're my favorite grandchild. What do you think? She said, giving me a big hug. I knew my grandmother loved me, but that was the first time I realized I was her favorite. I left her house and went to the closest ATM to get the money. Then I went to her building's management office and paid her rent. I took the bus back home. While playing Roblox later that night, I remembered a new game my friends mentioned at school. I was disappointed to learn it was paid. And even though I had previously bought some paid games on Roblox, none of them were this expensive. That's when I got an idea. I still had Grandma's card. I could just buy some Robux and explain during my next visit. She'd understand. After all, I was her favorite grandchild. I needed 1,700 Robux for the game, which cost about $20 on my Grandma's card. The next evening, I saw another paid game on Roblox. I'd already registered my Grandma's debit card to my account. I figured it would be okay to spend more of her money since she loved me. That's what I told myself as I bought 4,500 Robux. Unfortunately, 
The same thing happened the following evening. I can spend however much I want for my grandma's card, I told myself. I'm her favorite grandchild. I'm sure she'll be happy to find out I'm having so much fun with my favorite game. I bought 20,000 Robux with my grandma's debit card that night and spent it all on masks, hats, t-shirts, and games. When I went to do my grandma's chores, I gave her her debit card back. You can keep it and pay the rent again next month, she said. I felt incredibly guilty but I'd spent so much money from her bank account that I was too ashamed to say anything. All I was able to manage was, you keep the card. I don't feel comfortable carrying it around. As I was leaving, Grandma asked, Ricky, is everything okay with you today? Or did something happen at home? I forced a smile and said, no, it's all good. Oh, I'm so glad. You're such a good boy. I'd do anything to see you happy, she said, giving me a big hug. It wouldn't have been an issue if I had stopped there. Yes, I would have let Grandma down, but I'm sure she would have forgiven me. Unfortunately, I didn't stop. Grandma's card was linked to my Roblox account. This meant that I could spend as much as I wanted, and that's exactly what I did, recklessly. I was out of control. I kept buying Robux non-stop, spending it on trivial things as if Roblox had possessed me. One night, when I tried to buy more Robux, I got an error message saying, Not enough funds in your bank account. That was the moment I realized I'd wasted every cent Grandma had. The worst part was the rent was due the next day. When I arrived at Grandma's, I forced myself to ring the bell. I was sure she would send me to pay the rent at some point. There weren't many errands to run that day. Grandma treated me to her fantastic cooking, and we had such a great time together. But the moment I feared most arrived as I was leaving. She handed me her debit card and said, Ricky, would you please get the money from the ATM and pay the rent? I took the card without saying anything. As soon as I was outside, I couldn't contain myself. I started crying. There was no point in going to the ATM, because there was no money left in Grandma's bank account. I had spent it all, down to the last penny. I wasn't going to be able to pay Grandma's rent. She'd get evicted from her house because of me. My thoughts rushed to find a solution, but I couldn't think of anything. When I got back home, my eyes were puffy and red from crying. When my mom saw me, she was worried. Ricky, what's wrong, honey? She asked. My dad was also curious to hear what I had to say. At that moment, I knew there was no other way out of this. The tears started flowing again. I'm so sorry. I did something terrible. Grandma asked me to get the money from her bank account to pay her rent, but I couldn't do it because I spent all of the money in her account on Roblox, I said. Dad gave me a wild-eyed look. What do you mean? Why did you have your grandma's money in the first place? He asked. She gave me her debit card. I put her card info on my Roblox account. I don't even know how much I've spent, but whatever amount she had in that account is long gone. I sobbed. My mom stood in shock. Am I hearing this correctly? Did you really just go and spend all of that poor woman's life savings on a game? I didn't have anything to say. I simply nodded in shame. I can't allow someone so irresponsible to live in this house. You're not our son anymore. We're disowning you, my dad screamed. I had no idea his reaction would be so extreme. Dad, I'm so sorry. I'll never touch Roblox again. Please forgive me, I begged. Don't apologize to us. Go apologize to your grandmother. Your father's right. We can't let you live in this house anymore, Mom agreed. That night, my parents disowned me. I had nowhere to go but Grandma's. I owed her a big apology. I had to confess everything and ask her to forgive me. When I made it to Grandma's, she welcomed me with all smiles. 
Oh, Ricky, you poor dear. Your dad called me and told me everything. Come on in. You can stay with me until we get this mess sorted, she said. But Grandma, I spent all of your money. How are you going to pay rent? Where are we going to go? I'm so sorry for what I did. Please forgive me. I started mumbling through my tears. She said, oh, I've known about that this whole time. When you made your first purchase, I got a notification from the bank. At first, I didn't pay much attention, but the messages kept coming. I called the bank and transferred my money into a different account. By the time I was able to stop it, you had managed to spend $1,800. I can't imagine how a smart young man spends that much on a game, but I'm glad that you finally saw your mistake. I couldn't believe it, but having her forgiveness was such a relief. <clears throat> Grandma, you have no idea how much this means to me. I was so scared that I had spent all of the money you had, I said, hugging her tightly. I've been living with my grandmother since that day. I've entirely cut Roblox out of my life, as you might have guessed. I've been working part-time after school. I'm determined to pay back the $1,800 I spent, even if it takes months. My parents are still mad at me, and they have every right to be. I miss them a lot. Hopefully, they can find it in their hearts to forgive me one day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 